The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you unhappy at work? Put that coffee down. Have you ever wanted to quit your job? Do you dream of hunting and fishing all day? Well, if your answer is yes to any of these questions, you're in luck. Because in today's Revolution with Jim and Trav, they'll focus on hunting and fishing tactics that will keep you busy while you're no longer employed at that lousy job. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. And now, here's Jim and Trav. There are many poisonous snakes across the world in the United States. Hey, uh, Ralph? There's some question about the kind of snake that bit you. Was it the rattlesnake? For sure, it wasn't an exotic or anything. It was a rattlesnake, for sure. You can see he's oozing from the fang marks here. Still twitching all over. He's got him on his legs. They just look like worm-like movements underneath the skin there. This guy, this guy's really sick. This is the worst snake bite I've ever seen. I hate snakes. You know, they actually sounded like, uh, what's his name on uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? What do you Does it always have to be snakes? Harrison Ford. Oh. I've never even seen that. No, that's Bunny, by the way, guys and gals. Bunny's at the house. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Bunny foo. You know, I hate it when you're watching, like, Discovery Channel or something, uh-huh. and you see snakes or spiders. Inevitably, I don't care how big or tough you are, you pick your feet up off the ground. <laughs> like, that's going to save look you. under the bed. All right, so on today's show, we are talking about, uh, middle of spring, we were having a discussion about this. This is like mid-spring uh, hunting and fishing on today's show. A lot of creepy crawlies out there this time of year. Yeah, you got to be really careful. Um, and Bunny, how you doing, Bunny? Good. Uh, you actually came up with some stuff, and we're going to kick this off first uh, with snakes. You know, everybody, I think, has probably seen that picture of uh, Bear Grylls. Is it producer? His producer, That yeah. got bit. By a pit viper, right? On the foot? Uh-huh. That was nasty. The bones sticking out and well, stuff actually, like that. What happened, it really kind of disintegrated the skin. Ate, like everything. Yeah. The flesh. And, Just totally took the flesh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And took it right down to the bone. The bone. Yeah. Lie me, old chap. Um, <laughs> don't know what that means. All right, so Jimmy. Yeah. You've been bit by a rattlesnake, so you're yes. kind of the expert. <laughs> 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 so we're going to pull from you, buddy. Now, what are some things you don't want to do? Let's say you get bit. Now, I actually read this. Is this true? Came from a doctor. The worst thing you can do is cut it and suck on it. Well, then you did that. No. Yes, I did. The worst <laughs> thing I was told that you can do is actually to put a tourniquet on it. Because what happens is it keeps that venom concentrated. And when it goes in your bloodstream, that sounds bad, but it actually dilutes it. Yeah, well, the thing is that you can't put a tourniquet on it because uh, you cut off any blood flow to that extremity. And next thing you know... It doesn't take long for you not to be able to use that. Well, um, you don't want to engage in strenuous activity because the more you um, engage, you, the harder your heart pumps. It pumps the blood through your body faster, and it's going to circulate that venom faster. Yeah, so you don't want to run once you get bit, right? Unless I'm by myself and I run into my truck, but I don't think that's going to really help a whole lot when I get there and keel over. Now, why don't you want to apply a cold pack? Actually, it reduces the circulation to that area where the bite is. I guess that does make sense. You get yeah, in cold water. Well, you know, I'm kind of surprised because they say don't apply a suction device, which last week I just heard about a guy who got bit on the leg. Turkey. He was out of Arkansas, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, or Alabama. He was turkey hunting down there, and he had a, a snake bite kit where he put the little suction thing on it but they say don't put the suction on there because it um, is not considered a safe treatment anymore but I'm thinking that if I have a suction kit and it's either that or um, suck it out myself when I'm in the woods I, I think I'm just going to opt for um, I'm using the kit versus just dying in the field. Be my like I'd be just about to sit down and get bit in the butt. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> what are some key areas uh, guys that you want to stay away from? Well actually around any water is pretty doggone tough because you've got water moccasins down there. They're pretty doggone aggressive. Yeah. Here in Kansas, you've got prairie rattlers yeah. that are really aggressive, actually will go after you. You know, obviously, you guys, you don't want to pick up rocks. You want to stay out of tall grass. Know where you're putting your hands. Know where you're putting hands. 
Now, this guy in Alabama. My wife says that. <laughs> Where are you putting your hands, buddy? Yeah. I thought we were married. <laughs> now, let's talk about uh, ticks, uh, especially Lyme disease right now. If you got a snake with ticks on it, you got a problem. You are just screwed. And then if you run across a rabid bear, go find a cliff and just jump off of it. Um, but, Bunny, what are some things that we can do to prevent ticks this time of year? Well, for me personally, I'm just going to completely stay away from the states that are most highly concentrated. <laughs> what states in the, is that? In, in like the Northeast. But they said in 2011 that 96% of Lyme disease cases were reported from 13 core states. Those being Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, and then up into Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Sad thing. Babe, wasn't it Babe Winkleman's uh, producer, producer passed away? Yeah, died from uh, Lyme's disease. Well, Picked it up one spring. Recognizing the symptoms and getting treatment right away is the biggest thing because um, once you get uh, far enough into, they have different stages. It's untreatable. Stage one, stage two, stage three. Um, antibiotics will do nothing for you anymore. I'd like to check you for ticks. Yeah. <laughs> um, now... That is true. Every time you go out in the woods and you go home, you need to check yourself thoroughly. Uh, have your wife do it, especially your kids and your dogs. That's the problem. A lot of your dogs are out this time of year. They've been cooped up all winter long. You take them out. They get ticks on them. Then they bring them inside the house. You can get absolutely everybody infected. But when you're out there in the woods, you know, wearing the, the taller, um, tight socks. What, what do they call those? Gators? No. There's a certain type of sock you can like wear. Like a tube this. sock. Yeah, basically like, like a, a tube one. sock. It's tight that they can't get through. Uh, wear long sleeve shirts. I know it's warm. You want to wear a tank top, look like a muscle man like Jim, but uh-huh. it's just not very smart or attractive. Wear, wear <laughs> hats because getting them in your scalp and then having them covered by hair yeah. is especially concerning. And for you, with your, your beauty of facial hair, you know, yes. you yeah, really got to... Trav would have them on his back. I can. <laughs> it would blend hairy, in. Hairy back. It would blend in with all my moles and hair. <laughs> what it was. I've got so many moles. Do you remember? Crazy. Do you remember uh, the, the next door neighbor? Uh, he dog came in the house. You were just talking about dog getting ticks on him, and he was looking for ticks and actually started to pull one. And it was actually the dog's nipple. Oh no! <laughs> tried to pull it off. Said, Hold oh, it! No. I, I think that's supposed to stay. <laughs> That story's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right, now, another thing we need to do is use some type of uh, bug repellent, if yeah. you can. If you can get away with it. You know, if you're just screwing around out in the yard, you need to make sure you have that on, especially your kids. Sunscreen, you need to uh, put on the correct products on your animals. You just got to be smart anymore. There's so much stuff out there, guys, that we kind of uh, overlook. We neglect to think about um, all summer long. Deet gets a bad reputation, but... When it comes right down to it, if I'm going to scare an animal away versus contracting a lifelong disease, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking that turkey's just going to go by the wayside this year. You yeah, know, you know one of the one of the things that I like to repel insects is uh, uh, thermosil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, Jimbo, you know, last week we talked briefly about uh, you actually going to school to become a doctor. Yep. And then uh, some things happened. Some children. You decided to be a professional hunter. I don't know what caused you to do that. Don't really care. But, um, you know, you get in the backwoods. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Um, most people don't think about taking a first aid kit with them. And so we get back there. Let's say we're 12 miles in from the trailhead. Let's say we break our arm. Let's say we get a very bad cut. What do we need to do? Well, first of all, uh, you get a very bad cut. You need to pack it off. Uh, with some type of gauze or something to stop that bleeding. Now, if you've cut an artery, uh, it's going to be pretty tough, but you can still pack it off, and it will seal itself, but you just have to keep it immobile. Also, there are some products that you can get that actually stops bleeding. Blood clot. Blood clotter, and uh, you can actually put that on there and then wrap it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about broken bones. Uh, depending on how bad it is, if it's just a fracture, that's one thing. If it's actually you know poking through the skin, that's a totally different uh, different ball game. Yeah, but all in all, what you need to do is you need to immobilize that limb, whatever it may be. Hopefully, you've got uh, people with you. Never go into the backwoods by yourself. Yeah, but if you can immobilize that, you can use anything from a wrapped up newspaper that uses a splint to even uh, you know twigs on a tree. But uh, you can use tape. Everybody takes a. Uh, uh, duct tape with them when they mm-hmm. go in the backwoods. So just put that on there, and then you can actually do that by yourself if you need to. But hopefully, as I said, you'll always have somebody back there to be able to help you out. And one of the, the best things that you can do for yourself is just to stay calm. Everybody That's overreacts. 
you know, you get your blood pumping, that adrenaline, and you do stupid things. You know, obviously, it's very scary, especially if it's life or death. If you have a bad hangnail, uh, no one really cares. But you overreact, and that sets off a whole chain of events uh, for stuff to go wrong. Yeah. Well, I'm... Last night, my daughter dislocated her finger, and you should have seen my five-year-old tear out of the room screaming and crying. I think she's like the case study for overreacting. Overreacting. (laughs) And and daddy just pulls it back in, puts it in place, and it's fine, but she's like terrified. So yeah, case study for overreacting right there, you know. Um, You have to keep calm. No, you're exactly right. But you know, how are you doing, Miss Bunny? I'm doing good. Are you excited about a spring turkey hunting? Yeah, I have no ticks. I have no snake bites. Life's good. <laughs> you got no right? diseases. I have no diseases actually, as of today. That you know of. Little known and useless information right here. But having ticks on you in, in the Indian culture was a sign of good health. And so when men, when men were looking for a wife, a squaw, if you will, uh, they would find ladies who had ticks on them because ticks won't stay on a body that is sick. So they drop off as soon as they infect them. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, Captain John Smith. (laughs) Think about that. Yeah. All right, so we are talking about uh, spring fishing and hunting on today's show. Coming up after the break, Jimmy. It's going to be Denny Gulvis, and, of course, this guy is a turkey hunter extraordinaire. Plus, we're going to hear from Cat Daddy, Jeff Nimnick with Coyote Craze, and Unpros Chansworth once again as we discuss uh, spring hunting fishing on today's show. Hey, we got to scoot out of here and take a break, but not before we hear a bit from old Mark. So we'll be back. In a minute. That's on safety. Make sure you listen, especially you, Jimmy. I will see you after this. They make a sound only other freaks can hear. The revolution with Jim and Trav. Ram trucks think safety. Basic first aid. Learn it. First aid is imperative, and being able to identify and treat injuries and illnesses in the backwoods is crucial. So don't be stupid. Carry a first aid kit with you. Learn how to identify simple symptoms such as heat exhaustion, heat stroke, hypothermia, and dehydration, and know how to treat them. Well, there's more Jim, Trav, and the Outdoors talk to come on The Revolution. So stick around. What happens when two great hunters, who happen to be very competitive brothers, go head-to-head for 12 wild turkeys? We're just a little competitive. There's cheating. Lock the gate. Now we got breaking and entering. Spying. Yeah, baby. And just a little boasting. I don't see us losing. Brothers Mark and Terry Drury go at it in the ultimate turkey hunting competition, where the winner gets bragging rights and all the trimmings. King of the Spring, Tuesdays, 10:39:30 Central, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. A truck should make you want to get out and see the world. The Driver Command Center in the new 2013 Ram 1500 with available 3D navigation, Sirius XM, and Wi-Fi at your customized touchscreen control. Backed by a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. The new Ram 1500, with best-in-class fuel economy, is Motor Trend's 2013 Truck of the Year. Learn more about Ram's pioneering technologies at ramtrucks.com. See dealer for powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. Sirius and XM are registered trademarks of Sirius XM Radio, Inc. You're on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Isn't Miss Bunny fun? She is She's a great. Fun. Yeah. I feel bad we never told her goodbye. <laughs> or thank you for that matter. How, how about this? Bye. Why do you always do that? You always have to quote movies. Yeah. Can't you stuff. come up with anything on your own? Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> uh, uh, we are talking about spring hunting and fishing on today's show. But before the break, we kind of talked about some uh, first aid precautionary measures that yes. you need to take. Some tips you can do, whether it be talking about ticks or snakes, snakes or whatever. Bad cuts, breaking your leg. I've fixed uh, all of those. Yes, possibly when you're in the backcountry. What you need to do to ensure survival. Uh, right now, though, we are talking about uh, turkey hunting. Oh! Yeah, Frank found it. Cause I'm fat, I'm fat, come on. That's weird, out. No, it's weird, Travis. Yeah, uh, we are talking about turkey hunting. Denny Galvis, he's going to be on here in just a second. Uh, the reason Frank's playing that is uh, we're going to talk about the largest wild turkey ever harvested. It was a real grand. It was taken with a firearm. I thought bow, but no, it was a firearm in Oregon. 
It's amazing. Back in uh, April 15, 2002 by a Jacob Brat. How big? Uh, no, is that the guy that made the original Brat? Uh, no. Oh, now I want a Bratwurst. Uh, this is 37 and a quarter pounds. That is a massive. Holy cow. Uh, wild turkey. I'd Jim, like to carry that out of the woods. Jim likes wild turkey. Yes. The drink. Yeah. Wild turkey and water. <laughs> Little ice. How <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about turkey hunting, though. I, sometimes I like it neat. <laughs> it does. Just not his room. Um, anyways, Danny Galvez, as Jim was saying, he's a, he's a turkey hunter extraordinaire. Uh, he makes some diaphragm calls, plus he puts out some uh, um, very Excellent informational video. instructional videos. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, Mr. Denny, how's it going, buddy? Very good. Very good here. Now, Everything it, okay there? It's not too bad. Yeah. I, I really can't complain except we for can, having to work with Jim. We can track the turkeys in the snow. Uh, <laughs> now, Denny, before we go on with this, buddy, if we want to find out more about you and, once again, your, your videos or your diaphragm calls, uh, where do we have to head to online, man? Yeah, I've got a phone number. Uh, okay. That'll take you directly uh, right to me. It's 814-371-6555, and that'll get you right here in Dubois, PA. And uh, I can answer any questions, or uh, I have, like like you said, uh, diaphragm turkey calls I've been manufacturing for over 30 years. And man. I've got four different turkey hunting videos, full-length productions that uh, cover all the gamut of turkey hunting. Yeah. Now, you also have a Facebook page, and what is Facebook.com? Uh, yeah. forward slash Denny Gulvas, G-U-L. Gulvas, that would that would get you there. That's correct. Yeah, G-U-L-V-A-S. And this guy yeah, knows. He is in Victor. Yeah, yes. yeah. I slur a lot. He's victorious. That's right. <laughs> all right. So, Denny, listen, we're, we're out there in the woods. All right. It's spring. It's the second week. It's the second week. We're nearing the end. Whatever depends on where you live. Let's first of all cover something that everybody does wrong. All right, Jim. He does everything wrong in life, whether it's his marriage, hunting. Um, he, he, he's just a screw up, Danny, but no, what, what do you see? I, I think that most people, instead of picking up good habits, we pick up bad habits. And that is one thing that I have done when it comes to turkey hunting. What are a few things that we should shy away from, Danny? One of the biggest thing I think right now, you know, I see a lot of those people are impatient anymore. You know, the guy that really hangs in there and keeps going, it can be difficult. You go, yeah. you know, place after place after place, walk mile after mile, not hear any golfers. A lot of guys tend to get down a little bit, but you you just never know. Yeah, well, you know when you when you're hunting turkey, and, and I've taken several turkey in my life. You know, we're out here in the uh, in the Midwest, or I guess that's what you would call Kansas. And we have we can see a long dog on ways, but where you're at in that uh, in that woods area, man, you've got to get into clearings and so forth. And are you hunting edges of fields and so forth now? Is that the idea? Not necessarily yeah. roosting them night before. Well, we can roost them the night before, but uh, as you said, the lay of the land plays a big role. And the more familiar we're, and that's where preseason scouting really comes in to know your land as much as better, you know, wherever you're going to be hunting, to become familiar with it because a gobber can be anywhere in there. The birds can be anywhere. And uh, whenever you strike up a gobber, by being familiar with it, uh, the lay of the land, that really is a big, uh, big influence. So as the season progresses and the foliage starts to come out, you're right. the logging trails, some of the small food plots or little field edges or whatever, uh, that, them are some of the best places for your setup to get a conversation going with a turkey. Uh, it's just common sense. Uh, naturally, you you know, if you sit down in a real thick foliage area, you know, the gobbler can spring in on you and you, uh, you'll never get a good shot at him or whatever because, you know, he'll be in close range and it's going to be difficult to get that shot. But if you can, uh, you know, find an area that's a little bit open, yeah, uh, that's a lot better. I use a, a technique, and I talked about it in one of my videos, my mm-hmm. last video, Challenge Pressure Gobbers. It's called Pick a Spot Calling, where when you locate a gobber, I very seldom do I sit right at the spot where I located a gobber. I, really? I know the land, and what I'll do is I'll go maybe 100 yards further away or mm-hmm. back or whatever it is, find a good setup spot, and then I'll get a conversation going from that spot, and once I get a conversation going with a gobbler, then I'll go back to where I can best see, because what's going to happen, a gobbler thinks that hen is right where I just last speak to him, yeah. spoke to him, and then that's where he's going to go to, and then once he gets there, he usually gives out what I call a searching gobble, looking for mm-hmm. the hen, yeah. and once I have him where I want him, then I can just talk him closer, so that's a good technique you know, that I've had really good luck with. Exactly, yes. Now, now the thing is, uh, let's go through a sequence on a, on a, on a morning. All right, you have roosted these uh, these turkeys the night before. You've slipped in as close as you can that you feel comfortable with to that particular tree that they're at. Now, you don't use a shot gobble or a, uh, a owl hoot or anything like that. What do you use, just a soft uh, cluck or purr of a, of a hen? Yeah, I'm I'm working on an audio CD right now on live turkey talk, and we talk a lot. We spend a little bit of time in here on the the first sound that a turkey does, and it's, it's what we call the tree call, and it's a little light sound that a hen makes 
while she's still just, when she's just waking up, when you first start to see that light in the sky, just a barely a little bit of light, she'll just try to communicate with some of the birds that she knows or hopes that are still in the area within, you know, 40 or 50 yards. And it's usually an under-the-breath, real light yelp that the birds do. It's a very difficult call to do correctly. But that that little tree call that the hen does like that is just the first first caught talk communication to to make contact with the birds. Yeah. So uh, that little tree call just to tease them a little bit, let them know where I'm at, and then I just go quiet and let him make the next move. And once he flies out, then maybe then maybe we can get a little bit more aggressive depending on the situation. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Denny Gulbis, and this guy is a turkey hunter and getter extraordinaire. That's right. I like him. Yeah, he knows more than us, Jim. Obviously, <laughs> way more than us. Anyways, uh, gotta just. Hop up a line, check him out, look at his uh, videos, his tremendous, his diaphragm calls. Hey, real quick shout-out, though, to Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com. Uh, sorry about that. RamTrucks, RamTrucks.com, plus Ruger at Ruger.com, and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com, plus Outdoor Channel. Make sure you check them out as well. OutdoorChannel.com forward slash Revolution. Mr. Denny, man, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Well, thank you, guys. I had an enjoyable time. I wish we had a little bit more time to spend more of the you know, there's a lot to talk about, but I really, really enjoyed the conversation. I wish everyone good luck and to be careful out there. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got the intrepid Cat Daddy, who's going to tell us all about catfishing. Once again, we're talking about spring hunting and fishing on today's show. Uh, but first, here's a word for Mark. We'll talk to you after the break. Ram trucks on common sense. Know your regulations. In this day and age, knowing and keeping up with your state's fishing regulations is a daunting task and one that could take hours to master. But by learning and following these simple rules and regulations, it could literally save you thousands of dollars in fines in the end. So Jim and Trav love you, and they'll be back right after this. The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble. The Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release. Two options for grip. And a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22, another American-made product from Ruger. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Mondays. For bottom feeders, their livelihood is made of other fishermen's throwaways. When an empty haul... Eddie, you're slowing us down! Means an empty stomach. This is horrible. This is old school. This is how I hunt fish right here. Once you get it in your blood, there's nothing else. Things are looking up. Every fisherman always wants the big haul. All new Mondays, 10:30 p.m., 9:30 Central, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, soon you'll be witnessing the revolution with Jim and Trav. Well, what are we waiting for? To the airwaves. Here are the boys. If you're just joining us, we've been discussing spring fishing and hunting tips on today's show. And just a minute ago, we heard from old master turkey hunter Denny Gulbis from Pennsylvania. Yes. Our phone is our open at 785-846-7647. I remember you can also check us out online at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Right now, we're being joined by Cat Daddy, the intrepid. Let's get it on. Oh, la, la. Hi, <laughs> Cat Daddy. How's it going, buddy? Well, I tell you what, I'm waiting on this snow to move out. Is it gone yet? Snow? <laughs> what the heck? You know, that's funny. We had that. I mean, this spring has just been stupid so far. Mother Nature, she's being temperamental. But it's actually pretty nice right here in northwest Kansas. What What, what is it like down there, bud? Well, we got a little overcast, you know, but by God, it's uh, t-shirt weather almost, almost. I know. I mean, this is absolutely beautiful. It's just now really turning spring. Last night, I think it was like 27 degrees, so it's still pretty cool at night, but uh, how's the fishing? Well, let me tell you about the fishing. Tell us about the fishing. <laughs> Last weekend, I old cat and his crew from Omaha, Nebraska, and some boys from Des Moines, uh, I think they were from Davenport, yeah. Davenport. We went down at Eudora. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you what, 
them evasive species is it's just about got me teed off. <laughs> those, those flying carp are terrible. Did you guys get hit? Oh man, I got a sack of really acting. Uh, <laughs> wasn't good, boys. Wasn't Did good. Did you I really grab my boat? Yeah, and it was a hell of a time even getting down there through the Walkerusa to the Kansas River. But anyway, oh. I was standing up in my boat, staring, you know, rototilling through some sand and mud. And yeah. God, dog, one of them boogers flew up, got his head stuck in my steering wheel, and beat the doors <laughs> right off. Oh, really? Ooh, man, I'm telling you, it was severe pain. But right off the bat, we ended up, my customers hollering and screaming and carrying on. Got the net sticking out trying to catch flying Asian carp. <laughs> oh, God. That's fun right any day you do it. <laughs> hey, we had four of them jump in the boat. That's anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. They immediately started bleeding like a stuffed hog. And me being a catfisherman, seeing that blood, I thought, oh, coagulation. <laughs> got it going on. So I got my big old butcher knife out, whacked their heads off, skinned them down, and cut me up some cut for the the rest of the fishing trip for about the next three or four hours. So they make pretty good cut bait then? They make excellent cut bait. They they are going to be the uh, cut bait of the river here in about another five years if it even takes that long. Asian carp, the preferred choice of cat men. Cat fishermen <laughs> everywhere. Hey, the minute you cut one of them stinky little low-eyed devils open, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. They, really? they ain't got nothing but a bunch of intergenomists, and it's all really? green algae, stinky, slimy, goopy stuff. Sounds like catfish bait. Yeah, exactly. Sting bait. I'm going to mix some of that in with my shads and my other stuff, man. See what kind of kind of flavor it gives. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember, only use your pinky when you're tasting it. Mmm, delectable. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we set out 30 log lines. Now, check this out, guys. We set out 30 log lines. Even though the river's lower than you know, it's ever been, the holes are still there. That's oh, why they're man, called we had holes. 28, 35 yeah. foot holes out there on the river for coming in. Two and a half feet deep water just drops off. Wow. And so, with the water being low, it kind of concentrates those catfish in there, right? Exactly. And that ain't all it concentrates. I'm telling you, them daggone flying Asian boogers are down there. They're thicker than snot down there, man. Now, Uh-oh. will they will they actually push out the cats? Well, I, you know, the two and a half, three days we were there, mm-hmm. we caught two fish. Really? One on rod and reel overnight on a bullhead mm-hmm. and the other one was on a log line weighed about 17 18 pound blue cat oh that's when nice we cut that blue open its belly was completely packed full of asian carp well you think okay an 18 pound blue cat i mean that, that that's a big fish right there how big of an asian carp could it consume though oh man i tell you what now now flatheads an 18, 20 pound flathead would probably, you know, they're capable of swallowing a, a five to ten pound Asian carp. Are you serious? Holy oh, cow! Yeah. You know, really? I've seen fish with fish sticking out of their gullets <laughs> and their bellies clean full, and still go after other baits. <laughs> Greedy little suckers. Oh, well, well, they man, heard that winter's really. coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> greedy's the word. But you know, we had a hell of a good time down there, and we set all them lines and you know, excellent visual spots. Yeah. When I go by a place like that, and I'm thinking, dang, boy, you know, there's got to be a big old woolly cat stuck up underneath that log jam up in there. Mm -hmm. That's got to be a hacienda, so we'll hang them high, you know, just like old Clint Eastwood. There you go. Hang them high. And and that's just what we've done. But, boy, I'll tell you, as hard as we fish, and two fish in two and a half days, I don't know what, I just don't know what to do anymore, guys. Called uh, DuPont stick bait. You know what you got to start doing is, uh, yeah, blow fish up. <laughs> uh, you got to start bow fishing for Asian carp. You should guide for that. You could do that, yeah. actually. A lot of people pay big money for that. Man, I get so frustrated out there. It's got me real fidgety, man, because as soon as, you, as soon as you get in your boat and you go down the river a little ways, you know, the peripheral vision I got. Mm-hmm. That's right, peripheral vision. <laughs> I and I can see from the side too. My jumping man, they're kamikaze. They they bang your boat, hit your motor, jump clean up on the bank. Now the coons are so fat up there, <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anytime you got a fish that's so crazy, you'd ram your boat, then jump clean up on the bank and get caught up in the rocks and wait for a coon to eat him. <laughs> man, what's going on with that? Uh, on that <laughs> note, uh, Cat Daddy, if we want to find out more about you, possibly book a trip, buddy. For um, Asian carp. For Asian carp, anything. Just to get out there hey, and have will a good they, time. Will they, will they bite on anything? Well, yeah. they'll bite on a ball bat if I catch them. <laughs> hey, where can we find you online, buddy? <laughs> www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Services got an S on it. 
And be careful when you punch that in, because when it comes up, you're going to see some mighty big fish. You bet. Hey, and if you'd like to uh, email old Cat Daddy, you can email him at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. Well, hey, real quick, we want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors. How about Ram Trucks? RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings, that is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com and Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Uh, Mr. Cat Daddy, man, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Hey, you know, there's fine wine, there's fine times, but there's nothing finer than the revolution. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. Later on. Hey, coming up next, we've got old Jeff Nimnick, and he's with Coyote Craze out in Nebraska. Yeah, Jeff Nimnick, he's coming up next, or Jeff, Jim says Jeff Nimnich. <laughs> but here's a word from Mark. Uh, we'll see you, boys and girls, in a minute. Ram Trucks Think Safety. PFDs always wear a personal flotation device or life jacket because 90% of boarding fatality victims have been found or recovered not wearing a PFD and always carry extra PFDs in both adult and child sizes. And all children younger than 13 years old must wear a PFD at all times while underway. So we've got to get to a break. We'll miss you. The new Conquest HD5 1-inch rifle scopes with 5x Super Zoom are the most versatile scopes you'll ever need in the field. Compact, low profile, and 100% reliable. Find out more at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Lee and Tiffany, Michael Waddell, Jim Shockey. The biggest names come together on hunting's biggest night. Are you kidding me? Wild Game Innovations, Sunday night on the hunt. Whitetails. Turkeys. And big game chase from the farthest reaches of the globe. Wild Game Innovation Sunday Night on the Hunt. Brought to you in part by Wild Game's digital trail cameras. Sunday starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Gear Aids repair products make it easy to restore gear to like new condition. Use Aqua Seal to patch waders, seam grip for leaky tents, and Revive X to repel rain. Dozens of products with hundreds of uses. See the full line and find a local dealer at GearAid.us. You are here because you some Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus looking mothers. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hi, I'm Gordy Cron with North American Hunter Hi, Magazine. Hi, Gordy. I'm here to talk to you just a little bit about Colin Coyotes. Yeah, once again, that was a Gordy Cron uh, with the North American Hunting Club, like you forgot in those brief few seconds. Um, but, you know, most hunters, I think, rely on that prey and distress sound. But yeah, because it, it, it appeals to the hunger of, of the, the animal. animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one vocalization I think a lot of people, um, and to their detriment, overlook is the, the animal's territory. I mean, coyotes are very territorial and sociable animals, and, and that's one aspect that I think a lot of hunters um, pass by. And you can achieve that with a howler, with a lot of practice. Yeah, uh, I actually have that as a ringtone on my cell phone. Yes, when his wife calls him, because... <laughs> Coyote ugly. <laughs> Anyways, before the break, though, uh, we were talking with Cat Daddy. We are talking about uh, spring hunting and fishing on today's show. Right now, though, we're being joined by uh, Jeff Nimnick. <laughs> Jeff Nimnick with Coyote Craze. I love Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is like the man's man. This man actually harvests coyotes with a knife. Isn't that right, Jeff? <laughs> you crack me up, dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> You uh, you see the recent one with the with the knife in my mouth, picking up on that coyote. That's what I'm talking about, dude. I yeah. love that. <laughs> hey, some might believe that. Yeah, <laughs> you got to hop online, uh, Jeff Nimnick. He's got a coyote craze. It's such a phenomenal thing. You put out some instructional videos. You do classes. But if we want to find you online, real fast, buddy, where can we do that? Uh, just coyote craze, or some people might pronounce it coyote craze. Dot com. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I'd call it. Jeff, he's crazy. <laughs> now, um, first of all, such a handsome man. He is a handsome man. This man is B.A. He, he'll beat the snot out of you. You don't want to mess with this man. He, he's very gentle, though. He's got soft hands. Uh, <laughs> how, how do you know that, Trev? Hey, Jeff's cool. I know that. We, we high five all the time. No, now, yeah. Jeff, we were talking during the break that pretty much coyote hunting you can do year round. There's not too many limits. Uh, it, it's kind of like a free-for-all. It, it's a fun sport you can even do in the summertime. Yeah, really, you can. You know, uh, as I briefly mentioned to, to Jim during the break, you know, there's really two sides to look at coyote hunting this time of year. You know, for me, uh, I guess you can say that I somewhat do it for a job, you know, so I need coyotes come next fall and winter to make movie stars out of with the video camera, you know? Yeah. So for me to go out right now, you know, you got to look at the biology of things right now. The, the coyotes have had their pups now on the ground for about a month. You know, if you go out right now and you start killing off a female, an older female coyote, more than likely you're probably going to kill off the whole den of coyotes because she's not going to be able to bring them food. Yeah. Um, so, therefore, that's a whole crop of young, dumb, stupid coyotes that um, I'm looking forward to killing next fall that aren't going to be around. <laughs> you know, on, on, on the other side of things, though, from a management standpoint, if you're a cattle rancher, um, you know, they're calving right now. You know, you want to wipe out those coyotes and, and knock them down the best you can. Well, heck, this is the time you want to get out and do it because – you know, by killing a, a female coyote or even a pair of coyotes, you know, in turn, you may kill off the whole family group, which is going to knock down your coyote numbers yeah. for the whole next year. Because coyotes, unlike rabbits or hogs or anything like that, they're only going to have one litter of pups a year, and that's in the spring. So you, uh, you'll you be doing some good by, by killing them all off if you're wanting to uh, really thin the coyotes out. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I have to tell you, I it, the times that I've been out coyote hunting or just driving down the road and I see a coyote, yeah, they're normally singles. Do coyotes actually run in packs? You know, the most I've ever called in in one stand is six, and it was oh, early wow. in the season. And what I think it was was a probably a mom, and maybe even the the dad and and pups. But normally, what you'll get is is you will get a pair of coyotes running together, especially in that January February time frame. Um, a lot of times in the fall, you'll still get a a pup or two that are still with the mother that haven't dispersed out yet. Normally, the young females, you know. So yeah, you will get bigger groups of coyotes. Now, what is the longest shot you have ever taken successfully? At a coyote? Uh, laser verified. Um, uh, I think it was 465 yards. Oh, Dude, no, I even seriously. And I, I, hit, I hit one running one time, and it, granted, there's a lot of luck involved when you shoot coyotes out that far, you know, especially with running shots. Um, I hit one out there one time that was further than that, and it was on about my 18th shot, I think, with my <laughs> AR. And I never did range it, but I know it was farther than that. But Yeah, now that was uh, uh, probably a straightaway running shot? You know, well, it was actually quartering a little bit. I I had him zigzagging all over the place. <laughs> In 18 shots, he was probably doing a lot. He was doing backflips. Yeah. <laughs> He's got trying to get away from Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's a wild man. That's crazy. I mean, 350 yards. Let's say you're shooting at a deer, which is a much bigger target. That is still a long doggone ways. And when you're shooting at a coyote, holy Running. cow. Uh, even standing still. Um, but I just think that, I mean, you really do have to get to the range and practice, practice, practice. Like you were saying, get out there, shoot some prairie dogs, put up some targets. This is something you need to be prepared before you step out in the field uh, this coming fall and winter. Well, exactly. What I tell people when I do seminars and stuff like that, you know, when I go to the range, um, I take about 20% of the ammo I have set aside to shoot that day, and I shoot that 20% off the bench at 100 yards zero, just to make sure my gun's dialed in exactly how I want it, or 200 yards, or whatever you're going to have it. Yeah. I take the remainder of the 80% of ammo I'm going to shoot that day, and I'm shooting off my shooting sticks, my bipod, um, whatever methods of, of support I'm going to use when I'm out in the field hunting coyotes, that's what I'm going to spend the majority of time practicing on the range at. You know, I'll set targets up at, at various distances and unknown distances, because a lot of times when you're coyote hunting, you do not have time to pull out your range finder and and, uh, you know, shoot a range out there. It's pretty much there's the coyote. It's time to take the shot, and, and you have to, you know, know where your bullet's going to hit. And back to old Kentucky windage, right? That's right. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Jeff Nemnick, and he is actually the coyote craze guy. He is the coyote craze man. Now, Jeff, we want to find you online, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, pick up some of your DVDs. Where do we have to go, buddy? 
No, DVDs, you can find them at all the big sporting goods stores, Bellas, everything like that. Uh, um, as far as online, Coyote Craze, or like I said before, Coyote Craze for some people, C-R-A-Z-E dot com. Yeah, it's such a great thing. And we actually got the uh, Feeding the Addiction, uh, your DVD. So it's a great DVD. Some really good tips. You also put on seminars. Uh, once again, we highly recommend everybody hop online, fan them on Facebook. Go back to college. Go back to college. You, you, <laughs> Jeff. Professor Jeff, he will he will hook you up. Like, he has a master's degree <laughs> in killing That's coyotes. Right. <laughs> Anyways, hey, we're the revolution. <laughs> and a doctorate in knives. <laughs> <laughs> He'll knife you. All right, we're the revolution. We're proudly brought to you by we Outdoor call Channel for short. <laughs> OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. How about Ram Trucks? RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. But stick around because coming up after the break, we're going to get Unpro uh, with Chance Orth. Mr. Jeff, man, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Hey, always fun, guys. Ram Trucks on surviving. Protection. Almost all bear charges are bluff charges. Do not run. Even Olympic sprinters cannot outrun a bear, and running may trigger an instinctive reaction to chase. Do not try to climb a tree unless it is literally right next to you and you can quickly get at least 30 feet up. Stand your ground. Wave your arms and speak in a loud, low voice and consider carrying pepper spray, a bear deterrent. This incapacitating spray teaches bears a lesson without permanently maiming them. But hey, remember to check out the boys at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com and we'll be back in just a minute. It's time to fight fire with steel. To advance truck technology with the available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy. Backed by a 5-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. The new Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy is Motor Trend's 2013 Truck of the Year. Learn more about Ram's pioneering technologies at ramtrucks.com. Standard pickup class excludes hybrid models. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. See dealer for powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. Hunters, stop climbing ladders and hunting out of boxes. Nature Blinds has created an extremely realistic tree you can comfortably hide inside at ground level, and they last forever. Learn more at natureblinds.com. And we're ready to go. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, you're back in the air with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Trav, we have talked about turkey hunting. We've talked about a lot of different things. But right now, one of our favorite correspondences on the air. Yeah, unpros Chancel, Chancel, I can't even talk, Chancel. Chancel, how's it going, buddy? Oh, reporting to you live from sunny Wisconsin. Everything's great. Dude, we, we need to give you like a nickname, like Cobra. Yeah. Or Snake Man. Snake, Snake Man's Man, a good yeah. one. How about Nitro? I'd like Oh, Nitro. how about Switchblade? Oh, Switchblade. <laughs> Maybe just Blade. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's kind of awesome. About Blade Runner. <laughs> hey, interesting fact, though, guys. You know, I mean, spring, you know, snake bites, spiders, these are all things uh, we need to be uh, terrified of. Cognizant um, of. <laughs> Live in fear. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend that highly. Um, did you know that the Eastern Diamondback, this is crazy, can strike at 175 miles per hour. Dear Lord. Only Chance could get away from that. Yeah, he must have slicks on that <laughs> I car. I have a laser-fast reflex. <laughs> That's why he has the name Blade. Did, did, <laughs> now, now, this is a true story. I killed an Eastern Diamondback in West Virginia with a tennis shoe. Yes. With a tennis shoe? With a tennis shoe. Hit it right in the head and knocked it out. Mm. Nicely done. Well, Jim. there you go. Did you guys well, all? I mean, I, I frequently dance with those diamondbacks <laughs> as part of my religious observation. <laughs> He's a snake handler. <laughs> I'm a snake handler. I also speak in tongues. <laughs> a fork tongue, by the now, way. <laughs> now, this is interesting, though. Did you What's know that? that 85% of all snake bites, okay, uh, 
are um, self-inflicted. <laughs> yes, they are. It, 85 are from men, 20 to 40 years of age that are intoxicated. I mean, seriously, you know, when well, we're sober, right after the sacraments, when we're sober, we think, yeah, I'll grab the steak. But then uh, you talk yourself out of it. But when you're drunk, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm faster than I that got snake. This one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> everybody relax. Take care of it. It's like everybody take pictures. <laughs> now, uh, what's hot? What's not right now? Oh, well, fishing is not hot right now. Really? <laughs> In the umbro world, we were just out. It was Wisconsin's opener, fish opener, and yeah. a lot of guys uh, braved the weather to get out there and cast a line or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was rough. We had just seen um, Wednesday, I believe, we had a record snowfall. Really? Uh, over 12 inches. Dang! Wow. Um, so... Uh, we were completely blanketed, and that's on top of our already flooded rivers. Mm-hmm. Our rivers had all run their banks, and all our lakes were all still covered in ice. Well, just about all of them. Holy cow. Here in the northern half of the state. Yeah. Um, but then the weather turned on a little bit. We got up into the 50s and now the 70s, and all that snow just disappeared back into the rivers. <laughs> And we're river fishermen. We had a hot tip on some uh, walleye fishing from one of our DNR friends who uh, let us know about their fish survey. And they Ooh. said we went to the we targeted this spot that had the best walleye population in three neighboring counties. Dang! It was a I fish thought. hatchery. They said even an idiot could catch those, and that's <laughs> when the alarm bells start going off. Unpro. <laughs> I know a bunch of idiots. <laughs> we got a whole group of them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was thinking, well, our time has finally come. <laughs> uh, we got out there, and the river conditions were deadly. <laughs> were they really? <laughs> <laughs> we were all uh, all in canoes, and... Uh, and we had to spend uh, all our time uh, just staying afloat. We could hardly get a cast in. PFD. Always make sure you got one on. <laughs> we never wear them, and we'll, we'll actively make fun of you if, if you do. Hey, now, you're, since you're, you're the leading herpologist there in Wisconsin, uh, do you have any poisonous snakes in Wisconsin? Yeah, do you? Uh, to my knowledge, no. There is some talk about uh, Transplanting some down in southern part of the state in the uh, Mississippi River Basin. Question for you. I know you guys are always having a good time. Let's just <laughs> say that. True. You're, you're, no, you're, you you're threw a broad blanket over that. Free spirited. Well put. Yeah. Yes. Now, obviously, um, you do have to be prepared just in case something does happen. What do you guys carry in the way of first aid? Do you carry anything at all? Um, I do, do on my typical camping trip. Uh, do you? I, I definitely do. I have, um, blood quarter pad. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Just for serious injury. I mean, typically, I mean, we might be eight or ten hour paddle from nearest road or civilization. Oh wow, we're out there. So if we uh, if we have a serious cut, that's the only thing I'm really prepared for. Yeah, well, you know, as far as broken bones and whatnot, I mean, uh, that stuff you're just going to have to tough out. Yeah, actually, Trav and I have a a full blown EMT bag. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, actually, Jim does. Yeah, well, you just, know how to use all that stuff. Sure, I've got xylocaine. I've got suturing material. I got all kinds of stuff. Sometimes Jim cuts. You want himself a facelift? I can it. take care of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't like where you guys go, buddy. Heck, I mean, something serious happens out there. If you're not prepared, you're not going to make it back. Right. I mean, that's just a you cold hard truth. Be in big trouble. Yeah, uh, and if it came to uh, nicking an artery or something like that, uh, Orion would unfortunately bleed out. <laughs> There's no sense in wasting that good medical equipment on him. <laughs> I don't think I could save him. But they also do have, uh, along with these uh, blood clot patches, which I really like and are, are relatively inexpensive, they have uh, new disposable uh, staplers. That hurts getting staples. Yeah. yeah. As the resident MD over here, it would be my job. <laughs> God. Chance, we want to find out more about Unpro, some spring fishing tips. Uh, just do the exact opposite of the Unpro, Unpro Boys in the Woods and you'll be okay. Learn a lot from us. We need to get sutured. Yes. Where can we find you guys online? Yeah, check us out, www.unprofishing.com for our videos. Unpro Fishing is also our Twitter handle, and you can like us on Facebook at Unprofessional Fishermen. And these are some handsome, handsome men. 
good and looking. I mean, that's that's most of our talent right there is just in our look. That's where they get all of their money. Yeah, their looks. <laughs> Got to hook up with Chance. Be a good thing. Get some unpro babies. <laughs> get some unpro babies. We got a couple in the works. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we're the Revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you hop on there, check them out. Um, OutdoorChannel.com. You're actually going to mention our sponsors. After yes, <laughs> Ramtrucks, Ramtrucks.com, and Ruger at Ruger.com, and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com. Mr. Unpro, Chance Orth, thanks so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and this is a disclaimer. We strongly. Uh, profess that you carry a personal flotation device yes. every time you go out on the water. Yes, definitely. You and everyone in your boat, canoe, and or uh, surfboard. Ram trucks on common sense. Before you shoot, if a turkey does appear, positively identify your target and what is beyond it. Know how to identify the sex of the turkey by head color, body color, and be especially careful that other turkey hunters are not in line with the bird you intend to shoot. And no hunting companions or other hunters are behind or beyond your intended target. Well, the revolution will continue. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. And now, two men who live, eat, breathe the outdoors. Hey, we want to give a special thanks all of our 419 affiliate stations, your advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer, Mark Maneri, Frank the Sound Guy, Danny Gulvas, Cat Daddy, Jeff Nimnick, and Chance Orr. Yeah, and pray for safety this weekend for Jimmy. He just picked up his Polaris... What is it, 900 XP? XP 900. Yeah, that thing will climb a tree. He needs like five seat belts. Anyways, get outside this weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Take some kids with you. Uh, do some spring uh, fishing, some spring hunting. Just get outside and enjoy it and enjoy it with others. Hey, we want to thank you, boys and girls, once again so much for tuning in. God bless you. We love you. Also, big thanks to Outdoor Channel and Ram Trucks. Uh, stay tuned to your local news weather. It is coming up next. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Love you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.